Never Be is on summer break, but we'll be back with brand new episodes in August. In the meantime, we're sharing some segments from way back when that you may have missed. This week, it's one of our earliest key issues, all about crossover events and how little they seem to matter in comics nowadays. It's all happening now on Cover B. segment mm-hmm. we are doing a new segment it is called key issues in this segment we're going to air out some of our grievances in terms with different things that happen in the comic industry mm-hmm. or things we have problems with from you know the big three or etc 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 basically we got problems with stuff yeah. and we want to talk about it yeah, and we figured key issues rolls off the tongue better than angsty nerds rant about shit. Yeah. So, uh... It's more succinct. Yeah. So, this week, we're going to talk about our grievances, our key issues, if you will, with recent Marvel crossover events. Well, it's not even just Marvel, I would say, just, like, big events. So, like, when... So, backing up, like I said, I read or earlier in the episode, I read Uncanny Number 10. It was the end of the big event. Um, spoiler alert right now. Spoilers. Turn it off. Meet, 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 meet. Meet, meet, meet. I'm all about sound effects today. At the end of the whole thing, uh, X-Man, it leaves you with X-Man basically obliterating all the X-Men. So... Um, they're fighting, 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 and he realizes that they'll never let him change the world, so he basically pulls, kind of pulls a Scarlet Witch, but not, like, reality-altering. He just, like, explodes in light, and it comes to, and all the X-Men are gone, and then he's there, and then he's gone, and this little rock he's been using to power him is still there. My guess is they're probably all in there in kind of a soul world type thing, because we got all these, like, Age of X-Men books coming up, so... He took them to an alternate reality, or they're all stuck in his mind or something, but... But as of this issue, they As of this issue, they're dead. We find out at the end of the issue that the annual, which comes out next week, and number 11, which comes out the following week, is going to focus on Cyclops coming back, which has been set up since Extermination, and he's going to hunt down Logan and then try to restart the X-Men with whatever X-Men they have left. The and dregs. Like, maybe we'll get some. <laughs> maybe we'll get some new mutants out of it. Maybe we'll see some people that we haven't seen in a long time. We'll find. Maybe we'll find out what you know. Emma Frost is up to being a badass. Um, that's what she's up to. You know, maybe they'll touch base with X Force because X Force wasn't there at that battle. So like Domino's still fine. Cannonball. No Cannonball. Yeah, Cannonball got teleported out because he got hurt. So he should be still fine. Pixie, I think, should still be fine. Anyway. Um, Dazzler's probably still around somewhere. Dazzler should be, I think. I don't, she was on I don't remember <laughs> seeing her on their, like, you gotta fight all the X-Men spread. Havoc, I think, is still around. Warpath is still around. Um, so there's a lot of options. I hope they start bringing in some new people, though, so I'm kind of excited. That'd or, like, cool. some old people that we just haven't seen in a while. That'd yeah, be really cool. that'd be cool. Good opportunity for that. Anyway, I loved it. I loved how it ended. It ended, you know, it's probably not gonna stay forever, you know, it'll probably in a few issues, but they're going to like two a month instead of weekly. 
So we might have this situation where there's no, like, no Jean Grey, no Colossus, no Kitty Pride, no freaking Apocalypse, no... Nobody. You know, nobody major minus, like, Logan and Scott uh, for a while. We might have this situation for a while. And that is how events should be. But too often, they do these events, and they either don't really know how to end it, like, with Secret Wars. Hickman actually commented at points and in the like comedy book secret wars 2 he mentions it kind of jokingly and he didn't really know how to end it and that's why it went from like this many issues to more issues to more issues you know and that thing got longer yeah. multiple times and i feel like they're always advertising these things as like big change to the status quo of marvel or like the event that's gonna rock the DC universe and then like at the end of it the payoff like what we get what we get out of it is just kind of like meh you know everyone kind of goes back to normal no one's really that different like Secret Empire ended and yeah Cap was a bit of a pariah because everyone couldn't unassociate him with Hydra but like we've been there before that's not new territory like Cap has been the renegade before. Yeah. And, like... Well, and in that, you know, they had two marginally major deaths. Because you had the death of Black Widow, mm-hmm. and you had the death of Rhodey. No, Rhodey was in Rhodey Civil was, War II. Or Civil War II, that's right. Yeah, he died well, kind of off-screen depressing. at the beginning of yeah, Civil War II. Yeah. But, you know, you had Black Widow die, and, like, big deal, but not... Mm-hmm. Like, nobody really paid attention to it, and then by the time somebody would be like, you know, where's Black Widow been? She was back. Yeah. It it didn't impact anything. Yeah, and, like, one of my favorite events recently was the No Surrender run in Avengers, um, where the world becomes the, like, plaything of the Grandmaster and this new entity called the Challenger. And, like... We got bunches of new characters, like, we got the Grandmaster's daughter, um, she pretended to be, like, implanted herself in memories and pretended to be, like, an old Avenger that everyone forgot. It was really cool. And, uh, the Challenger, this new Eternal, and the Black Order was revived, and we got all these, like, I think new characters on this other team that the Grandmaster was using, and, um... You know, that was also the birth of Immortal Hulk. Like, Immortal Hulk came back, and Bruce Banner came back from the dead, and that spawned the whole Immortal Hulk thing, which is probably the best thing to come out of it, and the only thing that really stuck. Because, like, the Black Order has their thing going on now, and they're on a mission for the Grandmaster, but it's just a mini-series, you know? And it doesn't really seem that, like, world-shattering. I'm excited to see how it ends. Maybe it will, but, like... Right now, it just seems like a normal kind of, like, fun story. It's been a great read. Pick up Black Order <laughs> if you haven't, but... Um, and then Immortal Hulk has been great. It's definitely worth a pick up, and that came out of that, but it wasn't really because of that. You know what I mean? Like, they would have brought Bruce Banner back anyway. anyway. They probably had this plan of this kind of necrotic Hulk coming in at some point. Yeah. And this was just a means to an end more than anything. And then at the end, everybody just kind of, like, forgets moves on you know and secret empire like yeah cap's a little bit of a pariah but everyone just kind of forgets moves on and um 
you know, Death of the Inhumans was a was it a six or a four? It was a short mini. Tons of freaking Inhumans died, and then Tons. at the end, we were right back where we were. Like nothing's really changed that much. I think Black Bolt's voice is effed, but like, where's where's Black Bolt? Nobody cares. <laughs> um, Dark Knight's Metal, you know, brought in like did tons and they're kind of hacking away at it but I think I feel like the problem with the stuff they set up in Dark Knight's Metal like the shattering of the walls around the universe so the opening up of this whole new like extensive multiverse and this idea of the dark multiverse the problem with it is is that the books where they are kind of dealing with that stuff they're just kind of like tickling it they're not really... I feel like it would have been better for them to just go full freaking bore. Just go ham. And, like, we have Batman Who Laughs miniseries going on now where the Batman Who Laughs is back and is, for whatever reason, killing off tons of Bruce Waynes all over the multiverse. And he's got this grim night and stuff, but he's already been back. Like, he that's not new. He was back in um, one of the new universe characters. And that was probably the biggest thing that we got out of uh, Metal, was we got the Batman Who Laughs, we got all these new characters, which realistically are just DC's way of taking advantage of Marvel IPs. You know what I mean? Which Marvel, on a lot of these, already took advantage of DC IPs. It happens. They <laughs> steal from each other. It's, it's not new. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've got, like, Sideways looks a whole hell of a lot like Spider-Man. And is in, like, Spider-Man poses. And even the foil cover for Sideways was actually a cover swipe of Spider-Man 300, which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> you've got, like, Silencer and Punisher, or even, like, Black Widow a little bit. Though her powers are really cool. I actually really dig Silencer. And then you got Damage, who's the Hulk. And you've got, like, uh, the Terrifics, who are the Fantastic Four. And you've got, like, some very Doctor Strangey looking people and Unexpected and... You know, they're they're just they're just stealing, making that money. Whatever, but I I just feel like, and I'm not reading every DC title. I'm not reading every Marvel title. So there may be side effects of these things more present in those, but I just don't see it. They do these crossovers, and then it just kind of like dies out. The other issue that I have with these crossovers is that I guess we should call them events. They do these events. You know what I mean? Because they're not all crossovers sometimes. Yeah. Well, that inherently is part of the issue I have with some of them. (laughs) Is that, you know, I read a lot of books. And only some of them seem to, like, coexist in the same type of, like, universe that they Mm -hmm. built for these major events. And it's often really confusing because you'll be reading a title and you'll, you know... It'll seem like it's totally coinciding with the, you know, main universe or 616 or whatever, but then it's not, mm-hmm. or it's not affected, or they didn't want to mess up the publishing schedule of this book, and so it's still coinciding with this other book, even though it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you're going to do these big events, if you're going to do these supposedly world-shattering changes, then it needs to have some level of uniformity, or you have to have some way of clarifying, mm-hmm. you know, this book is in the same universe as this event. Yeah. And so this you're going to see changes in this book. And instead of doing that and kind of manipulating all of the publication and making sure all of the writers are on the same, like, you know, game plan, they instead make the primary event and then 
do like a million subsidiaries mm-hmm. with characters who already have books out right now. Yeah. So now I'm feeling obligated to get three different books instead of my traditional one, which to me, I mean, I get it. It's a money grab, but at the same time, you're alienating your readers. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> totally agree. I wish, you know, and this is futile, but I wish the companies were more focused on like unified organic storytelling across the entirety of their universe as opposed to just making the bottom dollar but they're big corporations they're gonna want to make the money you know that with that wish i can wish in one hand crap in the other and see which one gets filled first kind of thing you know you just so you would see so much more participation if there was cohesiveness i don't know if you would like that's the thing like it's tough it's tough to tell like and so i can understand them not wanting to dive in on like because I'm reminded of, like, how Age of Apocalypse happened. So Age of Apocalypse happened, and when it did happen, like, every X-Men thing, like, stopped. And then they went to Age of Apocalypse storylines. So they had, like, a bunch of different storylines in the main storyline, and it was just like, it's Age of Apocalypse now. <laughs> For, like, <laughs> a few months. And then it all came back. But, like, that's how it should be done. I agree. Like, that is super organic and super, like... It's just sexy on a narrative stick. Yeah. You know, it's like secret Im- like secret wars, literally the world is like shattered into bits, you know? So like every book should play into secret wars to some degree, but then they still have these stragglers that don't and they still continue certain storylines and they try to like, you know, fill in like this is happening during this. Or like they'll do like a two-issue timeline or tie-in, and then go back to the regular story. And, like, that's fine, I guess. I I think my main thing is I just... I feel like these events just need to have... People are just getting burnt out on them. They're yeah. getting burnt out on events. And I don't know what, you know, uh, DC's... I didn't read Drowned Earth, but I think that had a lot of weight to it, um, especially in terms of how Aquaman is. Right. But that's kind of how they've done their events lately. They'll do, like crossover between two titles and like one character from those titles will get affected in some way so they did aquaman and justice league drowned and aquaman now has amnesia and is like on an island somewhere and has a new person he's in love with i don't know how it's developed since then it's been a while um and then like the witching hour thing with justice league dark and wonder woman like wonder woman discovered she has this witch mark and she's like got ties to magic but and really the only end to that is that Cersei is now like super powerful and is probably gonna come in later as like a big bad. Oh snap. But that sucks. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of when these events are just like a means to an end to get you a new big bad. You yeah. know, they I feel like they spend so many of these events just it's it's like trying to force credibility. On, like, a big, bad, bad guy. Right. You know, like, Dark Knight's Metal is the Batman who laughs is, like, the central person. We never effing met him before then, and then suddenly here he is, and now we're supposed to just know that he's this, like, really bad dude. Right. And it's all well and good. Like, we can accept that an evil version of Batman, who is 100% Batman, not deterred in any way. So he's the Batman we know and love, the Batman that's always defeating everyone, this guy but with no like opposite morals because he's the joker essentially 
is a bad thing. Like, he's going to have credibility, but I feel like that credibility is just, like, forced because of this six-issue mini. Right. You know, and they did it with... They did it with that. They did it with, you know, Cersei in um, the Witching Hour crossover. I'm trying to think of other Marvel examples that they did. Um... I mean, to an extent, Gamora and Infinity Wars. Like, Infinity yeah. Wars just wrapped up and nothing happened. Like, everything's, <laughs> everything's just back to normal. I think, you know, it had some good things, but my problem with that is that that's the other problem. So, the problem A is that they don't have enough weight while they're happening. Right. And then problem B is that they don't end and, like, I feel like they should end... And then kind of keep going. You know what I mean? Like, the series should end, but the repercussions, the ripples should keep going. Continue. But what they tend to do is they end it, and they're like, here's what happened. So, like, Infinity Wars, I'll use it as an example because it's freshest in my mind, ended, and it was like, Warlock, Adam Warlock, gave the Infinity Stones souls. So he gave them souls. So they're now, like, living entities. And they all fly off to go choose their next host. And then in Infinity Wars Infinity, we see the Time Stone choose this, like, prisoner guy. But that's it. That's all we got. So they're, like, saving that. They're like, we're going to save this. We're going to use this later. You know? Yeah. And Gamora's all pissed and runs off. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to save this. We're going to use this later. <laughs> you know? I feel like it would be so much more effective if these big changes were addressed immediately. Right. In some title. Or in all titles. Yeah. You know? So, like, you know, they kind of did that with um, Inhumans versus X-Men. Like, Scott died, and the X-Men had this huge battle. And the ripples, you could kind of see them in, like, X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold as they went by. But even still, not that much. Right. You know? Cap is a pariah because of Secret Empire. But still, not that much. You know? Black Widow's dead, and still pretending to be dead. And that's why I like the Black Widow title that came out. Because it's actually referenced. It's finally going back to something. They had the whole, like, Tales of Suspense, like, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black Widow thing. But, like, whatever. That was just a mini. Once again, it was just, like, how can we address this thing in as small a bit as possible? And so now we got the Black Widow title. And the repercussions of that are finally being shown. But that's, like, when was Secret Empire? Like, a long time ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? It should have opened with the Black Widow title. Or, like, you know, Infinity Wars ends and Gamora is essentially, like, kind of a bad, scorned, Thanos-y type character. Like, we should get that right away. Right. We should go immediately. If they're going to use her as, like, a bad guy in Guardians or whatever they're playing. Do it now. Do it now. Give us Guardians now. You know? Guardians is coming soon. Like, very soon. I think in like a week or two but like not soon enough it should have been like infinity wars guardian you right. know and um so that's why i love the uncanny ending because literally the next book that comes out is going to be like oh shit all the x-men are dead what this do is we crazy what do we do and then the next few issues are going to pertain to that and that's how it should be that's how these events should be but granted that was just an event like a big event in one title so when we do have these crossover events, like Secret Wars, like Civil War, like, you know, the first Civil War was a great example because the repercussions of that were freaking shown to the yeah. extent in Spider-Man specifically where we eventually got the, like, brand new day thing that everyone hated. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Bad. 
Like, literally, Spider-Man, after Civil War, had to eventually get to a point where he sold his soul to the devil, made a deal with the devil, Mephisto, to, like, fix everything. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Iron Man had repercussions from Civil War. Uh, Frickin' uh, Captain America was dead. You know what I mean? And he was in, like, another dimension and shit. So, like... I think... Yeah. That's how it should be. That's I agree. These ripper, the ripples of the event should be seen but lately like every event they've done lately it's like once it's over we're just you know it's another tuesday and it's just getting old and it's gonna scare away readers like i talk to people all the time that are like yeah i'm not doing another event like i have very rarely heard people be like i can't wait for the in fact i never have i can't tell you a single person that i have heard from that is like i cannot wait until the next event it's either not doing events anymore or I'm going to do it, and I'm going to hate myself for it. It's interesting, because that's, to me, the other thing that they could do with these events that they're not doing that doesn't make any sense. And what it is is that, you know, one of the things that people who don't read comics, who are interested in comics, say is that they're intimidated to get into comics because there's so much, mm. you know? It's been going on for so long, you know? How many Spider-Mans have there been? There's How many issues have there been? How long has it been going on? How do I just jump in? Well, doing these events could serve as, you know, segmented, you know, chronological, specific jumping in points. They could serve as access points mm-hmm. to new readers, mm-hmm. which as a company, a big company trying to make that money and get their green, you want to get new Readership. Yes, you obviously want to continue having and maintaining your current base, but the end goal is always acquisition. It's mm-hmm. always new customers. So utilizing these events as a jumping in point would be a great idea and would be super smart. Yep. But the problem is, is that you've got to do that cohesion. You've got to have that, you know, age of apocalypse where you shut everything down and mm-hmm. focus on this thing because otherwise it becomes even more confusing because if I'm a new reader and I walk into a comic shop, I mean, I just saw somebody the other day walk into our comic shop and like look around and just sort of stand there for a minute because it's so overwhelming. You hear about comic books and you know they exist, but until you actually walk into like a really big comic shop that's got a lot of books, you don't realize how much is there. It is so overwhelming. So if I were a new comic reader and I walk into a comic shop and there's an event going on, and all that's on the shelf right now is that event and the subsidiary books to that event, I go, oh, this is where I start. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick the first one in this event, and maybe one or two other you know, subsidiary um, comics that are appropriate, and that's what I'll get started on, and okay, cool. But if I walk into a comic shop, and there's this big event, and also that character that's on the cover of this big event is also in this book over here, but it doesn't seem like they're connected. Mm. And then there's also this other book. And then also there's this stuff over here. But wait, are these people in this event? Wait, who are these people? Wait, is this the same universe? Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, I'm tapping out. I'm done. Yeah. Because it's too much. There's too many things to go with. And then to try and you know subsidize their event... They just throw more books at it. Mm-hmm. So they don't take anything away. They just add an event and then add more books on top yeah. of it. So you're doing literally nothing but alienating new potential readers because more books on the shelf. 
Yeah. More books is not always a good idea. More books scares your current readers who have limited budgets and your new readers who have no idea where to jump in. I think, honestly, right now, I would say that DC is definitely doing events better than Marvel. I agree. Because they're not overdoing the events. Their events are pretty heavy. Like, they've got Heroes in Crisis going on, lots of people dead. I'm sure they'll come back, but, like, Maybe they're going to have an event. Like, they're going to have a crossover coming up with Flash and Batman talking about Heroes in Crisis, trying to figure out who killed Wally West and Arsenal and all these guys, and that's awesome. That's how it should be. Yeah. You know, they did this, like, Doom Patrol Justice League crossover, and it actually had, like, ripples in Doom Patrol. Dark Knight's Metal actually had ripples. And, you know, Marvel, for the most part, Secret Wars was essentially just an excuse to cancel the Ultimate Universe and pick and choose who they wanted to keep. Yeah. Extermination was just an excuse to get rid of some characters. You know, yep. like, that's all they do. They just do it as, like, forcing marketing transitions onto people. You know, like... <laughs> Infinity Wars was just an excuse to get rid of Drax because they didn't want to yeah, mess with Batista to, anymore. Yeah, to friggin' flex on Batista. Um, <laughs> which I can't... I have no, like, proof that's what they were doing, but I think it was... That's totally what it's, they were doing. It's funny. Um, it's totally. Well, yeah, I mean, Secret Wars also ended with the Fantastic Four not being in the limelight anymore because they didn't have the rights to Fantastic Four. Because they were Four. flexing on Fox. So they were flexing on them. <laughs> yeah, and it's... I don't know. I just... <laughs> I just... I want them... I Give me a status quo, quote-unquote, changing event that actually does change the status quo. Like, if you start to lose readership... That sucks, but you can always come back from that. You can do yeah. something new later. Yeah. The beauty of comics is that they have the ability to ebb and flow. Yeah. You know, but you have to ebb and flow. Right now, there's no current. You're just a stagnant swamp. That's all it is. It's just story after story of nonsense and nothing matters. So we go into these events and we're like, you know, they start talking about all these events. They've got like the what is it, the Avengers No Road Home, I think, is coming up. Yeah. And they've got, you know, War of the Realms coming up. But what are we going to do there? What's going to matter in those? Like, War of the Realms, are you just going to introduce a character you've wanted to use or, like, slightly make make someone bad so that you can have them be a bad guy and not have to pay anyone, like, not have to deal with somebody coming up with a new character? They won't even talk or, about like, War of the Worlds outside of Thor. War of Realms? War of the Realms? Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. even talk about it outside of Thor. Like, what is happening? So, I don't know. I hope... I hope, um... I don't know. Like, I don't want to hope, like, lowered readership on the, the industry. Because I don't. I want more readers. But I hope Marvel, at some point, just takes a risk. You know? And DC takes a risk. Because DC's taken some. And that's good. Like, DC is taking some risks. And it's it shows. There, I mean, DC's from multiple people that I talk to, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off. This is just the like wide survey of readers that I've dealt with on a day to day basis. A lot of people are feeling DC storytelling more than Marvel's, and a lot of people are feeling DC's art more than Marvel's. Marvel, I think, is just trying to like flood the shelves and pump out as much crap and be as timely and relevant to the movies as they can. And it's it's hurting the feel of Marvel. I would love Marvel to do more things that are like 
drastically intense. But I just don't see it. I think every event that we're going to get from here forward is just going to be another excuse to, like, force a bad guy on you, cancel a title or a run of characters that they didn't, that they weren't feeling or that was getting lower, and then everyone's going to forget it. So. A little, a little marketer to marketer advice, Marvel. Okay? Just a little, little tete-a-tete. Did you guys know Tia was a marketer? Has she mentioned it before? Get out of my shady mic. Did you guys know? Get out. Did you guys know that she Be was gone. marketing? Be gone, demon. Um, a little, a little tete-a-tete, okay? Do a table talk. Actually, like, bring in readers and talk to them. And fun fact, bet you'll make more money when you tighten stuff up. Mm-hmm. Because you won't be spending as much money on stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy how you make money when you stop spending money you didn't need to spend? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Personal favorite, uh, like, big event because of how freaking heavy it was and exciting it was to read and even, like, to an extent, like, disappointing in the amount of, like, death that happened was the decimation story arc in the Ultimate Universe. Mm -hmm. Magneto gets pissed, starts effing with the world's, like, magnetic poles and stuff, causes, like, a massive flood in New York, and Spider-Man's, like, swinging around, and he's like, oh, hey, there's Daredevil, he's dead. He just, like, died off camera. Didn't get, like, a comic where he's, like, trying to save people and dies. He's just dead now. And Peter Parker also knows who it is. He's like, whoa, that's Matt Murdock. I didn't know that. You know, like crap like that happens and it's awesome. They go and fight Magneto and Magneto like obliterates Wolverine or like he forces Cyclops to obliterate Wolverine and like shit like that happens. And they didn't bring Wolverine back. They went and they found Jimmy Hudson and he became Wolverine. Daredevil didn't come back. He was dead. You know, like the, the status quo changed and the world after decimation is a lot darker and a lot different. And it's beautiful. You have this narrative change of the entire world. And that's awesome. That's how it should be. But then nobody was reading the Ultimates because they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with it. And readership dropped and they panicked. So they killed it. You know? My uh, big event of choice would be House of M. Yeah, hell yeah. Because of similar thing. I mean, the experience of... Okay, the entire universe just shifted and completely changed because Scarlet Witch said so. That's insane. That's crazy. And then to have to watch poor Peter as he wakes up realizing, huh, this woman I'm currently married to is supposed to be dead. That's weird and unfortunate. It was insane and amazing. And it's such good storytelling. And... Yeah, okay, I recognize that it's Bendis. But whatever, it's still amazing. <laughs> I did, Legitimately, I didn't know... I was not a Bendisaholic when that started. When I read that and was a fan, it was pre-my knowledge of what I know now. That was, a, that was a surprising and... Or not surprising afterthought. So there. <laughs> oh, and actually, I got, I got my wires crossed. Um... Ultimatum was the event from Ultimates. Decimation was the event after House of M. Oh, which is yeah. also great. Yeah. So I'm sorry, it wasn't Decimation from the Ultimate Universe. It was Ultimatum. Uh, so 
retract and back up. But I do want to talk about Decimation because that's exactly what I'm talking about. They do House of M and then they come out of House of M and there's only like a hundred plus, like a handful of mutants that still have their powers, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the world that the Marvel Universe exists in for a while. Yeah. You know? And then Hope comes about. There's the whole hope thing and like it's a big deal Messiah stuff it's and a then big friggin yeah, deal it's huge and that's how you should do it you should come out of these things with another thing with the ripples still shown yep and lately every single one I argue that every single one that Marvel specifically has done has had no ripples and the ripples from Dark Knight's Metal kind of just meh. and then you know before Dark Knight's Metal to you know divvy out the blows evenly. Before Dark Knight's Metal, they had, like, Justice League versus, Super Sci- versus Suicide Squad. Not really anything came from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, they need to have these big changing things, and I just feel like they're afraid to these days. Yeah. Maybe it's because of the movies, so they have so many new readers coming in that they're afraid to, like, have somebody come in and then instantly rip a character away from them. But, screw it. it it's interesting storytelling. They'll it's get it used to, be to it. The yeah. rest of us have dealt with having our characters either decimated or canceled. So they'll get over it. I promise. Mm. We all do. I'm still bitter about all my books being canceled. It's okay. It's not, but it will be. 